Welcome back to Brunch with me, Noreen Mayer, on this Monday morning. Right, the time has come. Sadia Osmani, the one and the only Sadia, is back in the studio with us. Sadia, welcome back. How are you doing? I'm very well, thank you, Noreen. And it's good to be back. It's good to be back in Hong Kong because I just flew back last night, as you know. I was away as in... fresh as a daisy. Yeah, I wasn't looking like that yesterday. I could tell you, I um, just I was in Karachi for the last three weeks visiting my in-laws, and uh, so that's quite a hectic trip. So after three years because of COVID, um, so it was really nice to go over there and stuff. And obviously, the chin wags I've been doing in the last couple of weeks have been on the phone, so just talking to you from there. So so here I am back in Hong Kong, and I and I was just saying it was actually. Um, it was all, it almost felt surreal, sort of at the airport, where you can actually get out at the airport and you just walk out, and it just kind of you. It reminded me of like three years ago, three four years ago, where you could do that, and so it is really. Um, it makes such a huge difference to be able to come out. Absolutely, to have these restrictions lifted, it really saves time, and also it's better for our mental health, really, yeah, to yeah. not have to worry yeah. so much. And there was a kind of stressful because it got changed. You don't have to do the PCR test yeah. uh, 48 hours before yeah. you come back to yeah. Hong Kong. Yeah. Brilliant. So it was really quite a relief and just to be able to walk out and just go home um, and not have to think, you know, you know, I've done, I've done the, I've done seven days of quarantine. I've done 21 days of quarantine. So suddenly to actually get to the airport and come back, it was amazing just to be able to come back yeah. and, and go home and sleep in your own bed. Yeah. Because, you know, I often cover quarantine tales, but till this day, I've not had to do a single quarantine which is very yeah, good and they've just not gone away i suppose fingers crossed let's just hope it kind of stays, stays like that, that. Yeah. um i i suppose the reason there's the subject i've chosen for chinwag today is really based on the fact that you know i've been away for the last three weeks and and you know anytime when you go abroad or whatever and you're going to a country that you're not used to and you know for me you know karachi for instance is not a place uh, yes i may have been born in pakistan whatever but i really i've spent my whole life in the UK since I was two. So, you know, you become quite aware in the last three weeks. I think this is the longest duration of time that I've actually spent there. And you really become aware of certain customs and cultures and, and, and and I'm kind of alien to those and other people fall into those and they don't think twice about them. And I thought it would be interesting just to look at some of the different types of cultures and traditions that people have. Um, and certainly, uh, you know, for the last three weeks, um, one thing which I'm sure, I don't know, you know, maybe it is a t- part of Chinese, uh, a part of the Eastern culture, but this whole thing about, you know, um, how you treat guests and, you know, and this thing about feeding people. <laughs> because as much as I I do come from a culture where, yes, of course, uh, my mum has always taught us, you know, if somebody comes to the house, you, you lay the offer table, them, yeah, food is you offer a very them big food. Part, yeah. And that's, I think, quite so in Chinese cuisine too, very much you know, so, Chinese yeah, culture. culture. Um, and, this, and this really is very much part Same of Same with Pakistan. Eastern, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm half Pakistani yeah. and half Chinese. The Eastern culture both is, sides. Is, is like that. But, you know, if yeah. you've been brought up in the UK, then you get used to certain... Obviously, you know, people who are settled in the diaspora have a different way of looking at it because they still share that culture. But, you know, if you're looking at, you know, British people generally, then you know if, if for instance, you go and, and you know, visit somebody for tea... A cup of tea is yeah, always... Yeah. Say, would you like 
like a cup of tea? And yeah. you say, yes, please, yeah. I would like a cup of tea. And then you get your cup of tea and, and you'll you be lucky. Get a and you might get a biscuit. And yeah. even when you get a biscuit, you they may actually take the biscuits out and say, would you like a biscuit? And they'll offer it to you, yeah. right? Now, if you take that biscuit... That's fine. You've taken it, okay? Um, there's no obligation. And you won't be, uh, if you take it, they won't say, no, no, please have it. Right? Yeah. So that's a difference in, oh, the, in the yeah. culture. So, for instance, you know, in Karachi, everywhere I went, and certainly, you know, within my husband's uh, family and stuff, like if, if something was taken out, like whether it's like, you know, sweetmeats or biscuits or whatever it is, uh, you know, if guests arrive, this stuff is put on a table, right? Um, with a tray or whatever, and then it's almost like the guests sit there, and nobody, nobody will get up and get it. Yeah. So you have to say, then, like for me, like as a daughter-in-law, they'll say his mother-in-law will kind of look at me and think, offer it to the guests, yeah. and you think, oh, all right, okay. <laughs> <laughs> so, so you know, so then you give everyone a plate, and everyone just sits there, and you think. Okay, waiting help for you yourself. to serve. Help okay. yourself. Then you get like the the thing of halwa, whatever it is, and then you say, "Would you like some?" And then they and they say, "No, please take some more." Yeah. Right? Then you go around and you serve you you try and serve people because that's what is expected of you. So these are sort of very much kind of traditions of that culture where people will do that. That's and then true, if you don't yeah. offer it, and and you have to keep offering it, and then to the extent that. Um, sometimes when you are offered something, people will get the spoon and they will put it on your plate and they'll say, here, you know, have more, have more. And then you think, oh, I can't eat all of this. Like, you know, so, but that is, but that is it. And, and can you say no? You can say no. Cultures. You can say, no, 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 I've had enough, really. It's, it's impolite sometimes to say no, where you may just say, okay, just a little bit. Or you say, no, no, I'll take it myself. Mm. So there is this kind of norm that you, you have to be accustomed with to understand how it's done. And you can actually, it can be quite insulting if you don't take it. So you're in this kind of sitting on this fence and what do I do? Like, how's the best way without insulting anyone? So so that is that is kind of part of the hospitality area. But on the other side, you know, there's all this thing about, like, you know, when you go out somewhere there, um, you know, there is a huge amount of traffic. There is, and um, there are roundabouts and things. But the roundabout, but there's no rules, really. I mean... Really, like you can go on a one-way street and the, and the traffic is coming from the other side too. There's a couple of cars, a few odd cars coming from the other side and you think, but it's a one-way street. Why are you coming this way? But it all goes. They, they just think, no, well, I, it's easier for me just to go across this way, right? <laughs> so so you see this and then you see, like I, I can't imagine myself kind of driving in these places because I would probably just end up in one corner too scared to move. <laughs> And I'd have all these massive big buses where people are hanging off it, you know, with goats and <laughs> sometimes. But, you know, they're just hanging off it. So, so like, it's really, you uh, you know, it's good you've got people who are going to drive you to these places because roundabouts, too, it seems like the, you, you give way. Right of way. You, there's no real right of way. Oh. The right of way is who dares... Uh, 
who win, goes first? Who goes wins, you know. So you but kind are of they s- driving at a at a good speed or? Well, the traffic is so dense. That's yeah. probably why no, more people don't die of yeah. um, traffic accidents because there is such dense traffic yeah. that it's very hard to build up a great speed. But yes, accidents occur because then you've got people. I mean, you see it in Hong Kong too, in certain parts of Hong yeah. Kong where people are crossing the road with great big things of you know uh, deliveries or big things of cardboard on their back and things like that but you know these scenes you you get you get used to after a while but it takes time because you're used to certain things you know and then obviously you look at health and hygiene and then you think like you know you go through these streets and there's kind of wires hanging off here and there and you think god this is this is hazardous like you know but then but that's the way it is people just don't bat an eyelid and you, you get used to it I was and it th- works like in hong kong we used to have these neon signs sort of on chains oh, gosh, dangling yeah. and i think then since then um, and I think there was an unfortunate um, accident where one fell and I think it, oh, it, it, it killed somebody. Um, but, you know, it was always sort of moving around in the wind when the typhoon came. Wow. And that was always the norm. But, yeah, it's until something terrible yeah, happens, yeah, yeah. Uh, tragic happens. Well, and I'm then, sure lots of things kind yeah. of terrible happen. And this isn't just one country. I'm sure you can just look at any kind of third world countries, things like that, and you see these things. But it's it's also about, you know, it's about kind of discipline. It's about in uh, getting these things in the minds of people to make them understand that, look, this is hazardous for your health as well, um, whether it be sort of eating or whatever it is. Um, but also, you know, there are certain traditions, like, for instance, even if somebody was to come to your home to visit you, it is a, the, the host will always kind of accompany them you know, outside to the, once they leave, they won't just leave them at the door, they'll go right there up to their car, whatever distant, you know, wherever they've got it, and see them say goodbye to them from there. So these are kind of, so you almost like sometimes somebody, some guest comes and you, and they're about to leave, then you stay sitting and you think, okay, I'll see you then, all right. And then you, you get this look saying, no, no, get yeah. up and go and take them to the door, to their car and, and wave them goodbye type thing. That's a real tradition that people have. Um, I was looking around, um, just doing a bit of research to see what other kind of cultural traditions there are in different places. Um, and I was looking about, I read about Malaysia, for instance. In Malaysia, supposedly, um, they use their thumb to point I don't know whether because it, it's impolite to point with yeah. your index and finger. And it says, sure. while many cultures probably think that that pointing finger is not very nice, some countries like Indonesia and Malaysia view this gesture as incredibly, uh, you know, some places might view it as offensive if you use your, your, your index, index finger. finger yeah. um, and then obviously, you know, the fingers are it's used for... It's called a pointing finger. It's used for pointing. Yeah, but yes, yeah. we call it a pointing <laughs> finger, don't we? Um, and then, and and then it was saying that yeah, the thumb can be used in so, in some sort of African countries. Pointing is appropriate f- to inanimate objects only, but not people. Yeah, right. Yeah, um, that's right. And and then oh, yeah, said, I sometimes use my thumb to point. Yeah, I have because well, I I always was told that it's impolite to point. Yeah. So I have sort of oh look at the menu. 
Oh, you, it, oh yeah. you use your thumb? Maybe, I oh. think. Yeah, oh. So maybe yeah. without being conscious of it, yeah. you may have done that. Um, Nicaraguans supposedly point with their lips, oh. which I'm trying to think as to how you do that. Have okay. you noticed that? Well, n- no, because I don't know many... Um, Nicaraguans. Uh, yeah, Nicaraguans. Okay. But um, it's also from the Philippines as well. Um, our wonderful nanny does that oh. sometimes. And, and, and Steve James was one who told me um, about it. And it's true. I'm, I'm just going to quickly pull my mask down. Okay. And so, you know, maybe that's the menu and they're going to be like, oh, do you want the chicken burger? Oh. Or like, or yeah. like somebody yeah. will walk past so, and then they'll be like, oh, look at that person. So they describe it that you point with the lips and it all starts by puckering up a kind of duck face. <laughs> and the lips then can be directed. That's exactly what you just did forward or to the side. Yeah. indicating <laughs> the person is trying to po- what the person's trying to point out and it's usually accompanied by directional head movement which is used to indicate something nearby yeah. right or the side eye to go with it yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it? And obviously, we know that the French go in for kissing, right? Sure. So they're well known for that. So for instance, if you but there are certain kind of rules attached to that. So for instance, kissing rules vary for men and women in France, the French people are expected to kiss and greet each person arriving at a gathering, whether they know them or not. Jeez. Now, I think maybe COVID, COVID may have changed but, yeah, some of I these things so. now. And it says the number of kisses required to complete the group greeting varies from region to region it's going like whatever it is so you're standing at a wedding oh gosh yeah my lipstick i would be concerned about but then they do but then they also do these kisses where it's actually in the air isn't it so you're not actually there's no kind of maybe meeting i mean you see lots of sort of very um still by uh, the end of it you'll get a lot of wrinkles above the the lips women who lunch you go oh darling so good to see you and then they'll just a little in the air right that's like just a two people or like that's to say you've got 200 people at the wedding oh gosh that's 400 no sort of air kisses uh, yeah. air kisses fine my yeah. lipstick's not yeah. being like, i'm very concerned about my lipstick and then uh, so nigerians nigerians kneel or prostrate themselves when greeting oh. so members of the yoruba tribe an ethnic group in nigeria take greeting rituals seriously especially with their elders when an adult is approaching it's customary for young people to greet them by dropping to their knees and to be more specific women kneel and men prostrate themselves these traditional gestures are signs of deference and respect the elders in the community and other ethnic groups in nigeria do not engage in this kind of custom oh Oh, wow that's very yeah very respectful Mm. yeah okay and in russia supposedly did you know this i thought this was quite interesting in russia september 12th is known as the day of conception I have right? no right? idea. So cultures typically approach marriage, sex, and reproduction in unique ways. For example, Russia has a declining birth rate, unequal proportion of women to men, and alarmingly short male lifespans. To solve this issue, the Russian government instituted a public holiday on September 12th to give couples time off from work to procreate. Oh, wow. So does that mean when the time comes uh, in... Is it April? Oh, no, no, not September April. September 12th. Uh, oh, right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's right. June, the birth So you rate. know, yeah. and it says here, prizes are given out to successful parents whose babies are born approximately nine months later. Yeah. Wow. That you did the job on September yeah. 12th. All right. <laughs> so, so, 
I mean, you know, I, I've read this. Let's, I don't know how legit this is, but, you know, I'm picking this information up from somewhere. Um, but it would be interesting. I've never really heard of that before, to tell you the truth. But no, um, So then the birthday's around June then. Yeah, yeah. well, wow. you know that September 12th yeah. was it, right? Yeah. Um, and it says the Danes hang out in cemeteries. Danes uh, have converted their cemeteries into social areas. Danish cemeteries are well manicured and thronged with locals when the weather begins to warm up after winter. Oh, that's so interesting because, mm. I mean, here in Asia, I don't think people like to hang out in Except cemeteries. Except they go for only the kind of sweeping oh, of the graves where sure. they will. Chingming and they do, and yeah. yeah. Even I think in Korea there is a thing, because I've watched a lot of Korean dramas, and, and there is a kind of occasion where they go to cemeteries and they drink um, and they be merry and they go and stay in the cemetery, which is quite, it's quite an interesting sort of... Exactly, um, and obviously the ja- this whole thing. Oh, and, oh um, right, I think yeah, we're running out of time. Exactly, oh, I think right. we're totally out of time today. But um, Sadia, uh, unfortunately, I think we'll be back with. I think this is a really great chinwag to be continued next time. And welcome back, and I look forward to Thank chatting you. with you next week. Thank you so much.